This is Poetry Off the Shelf from the Poetry Foundation, May 1st, 2008. I'm Curtis Fox. This week, abusing animals in the name of poetry. The Poetry Foundation just announced the winner of the Ruth Lilly Prize. It is Gary Snyder, the West Coast Buddhist poet who has written religious and nature poetry that is distinguished and popular. Gary Snyder will pocket the $100,000 award in a ceremony later this month in Chicago. We'll do a podcast featuring his work the week after the ceremony. In the meantime, for this week's program, we're going to hear from a former Lilly Prize winner, Kay Ryan. For over 60 years, Kay Ryan has lived in California. For the past 30, she's taught remedial English at a junior college and written poetry in the off hours. After teaching, she goes home to write poems that J.D. McClatchy calls compact, exhilarating, strange affairs. She's a well-known poet nowadays, but it wasn't always that way. You had a hard time publishing earlier. I did. I had a really hard time. I didn't really get anywhere till I was 50. And because your poems went against the grain of what was... They went against the grain, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, see, I figured that was the really good news, because uh, if they were going against the grain then, there was a chance that maybe the grain would shift. And I think it has. Has it not? Yeah, people get sick of, of one thing, you know, and then they want to they wanna look at something else for a while. Uh-huh. Then it goes back. Yeah. And you're in the grain these days, I would say. I'm in the grain. Kay Ryan writes poems full of internal rhymes, archaic diction, and sometimes erudite references— Yet she manages to pull it off with brevity and wit. There are a lot of language amusements and twists and turns and uncommon words and filigrees. But I I do like to get on with the story. I will say that. So which one would you like to read first? Uh, How about Turtle? Turtle is a typical K. Ryan poem, if there is such a thing. It comes from a period where I was feeling very frustrated and thwarted. And the kind of smashed up sound and imagery in here is a emblem of the way I was feeling. It's a poem that wants to explode, but it can't explode. Here's Kay Ryan reading Turtle. Who would be a turtle who could help it? A barely mobile hard roll, a four-oared helmet. She can ill afford the chances she must take in rowing toward the grasses that she eats. Her track is graceless, like dragging a packing case places, and almost any slope defeats her modest hopes. Even being practical, she's often stuck up to the axle on her way to something edible. With everything optimal, she skirts the ditch which would convert her shell into a serving dish. She lives below luck level, never imagining some lottery will change her load of pottery to wings. Her only levity is patience, the sport of truly chastened things. That was Turtle by Kay Ryan. I would like to, I mean, because the podcastees probably might enjoy little sidebars like this, I would like to turn your attention to maybe my favorite all-time rhyme of my own. Uh-huh. In the second line, we see a four-oared helmet. Yeah. And the line that follows, we have the word afford. So that a four-oared, which is essentially three words, uh-huh. is reproduced 
in one word. That's, that's, a, that's a miracle. <laughs> it is a miracle. <laughs> I, I couldn't help pointing it out. Turtle was published in 1994 in a book called Flamingo Watching. But the title poem of that collection was written long before that. It was uh, written at a time when I was, in a sense, very much having to defend my territory. How, how do you mean? I felt that anything artful or subtle or sophisticated or elaborate or elaborated was suspect, and that the only thing that was considered legitimate was very flat and very what would be called natural. It really is a kind of a protest poem in a way. I was saying that it is also natural to play artfully and to be flexible and supple and and arch if you want to be and not have to write poems about your mother's alcoholism or your dad's truck. <laughs> <laughs> right. So here's Kay Ryan reading Flamingo Watching. Wherever the flamingo goes. She brings a city's worth of furbelows. She seems unnatural by nature, too vivid and peculiar a structure to be pretty, and flexible to the point of oddity. Perched on those legs, anything she does seems like an act. Descending on her egg or draping her head along her back, She's too exact and sinuous to convince an audience she's serious. The natural elect, they think, would be less pink, less able to relax their necks, less flamboyant in general. They privately expect that it's some poorly jointed, bland gray animal with mitts for hands whom God protects. One of my theories about animal poems is that animal poems almost always are about the poet. I want to say that I do not think I've ever written an honest animal poem. I am entirely treating the flamingo here opportunistically and metaphorically. She is entirely my creature, and she is symbolic and representing art. <laughs> my definition of art. Wherever the flamingo goes, she brings a city's worth of furbelows. By the way, what's a furbelow? Thank you for asking what a furbelow is. A furbelow is a, um, a ruffle of some sort, you know, some kind of lady flounce. Oh, okay, something like from the 19th century in a dress or something? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, it's a very archaic word. Uh-huh. Have you ever owned uh, a furbelow yourself? I'm personally highly furbelow-phobic. I, <laughs> I, uh, okay. I wear things you could wear in a pickup truck. <laughs> it's not just ruffles that scare Kay Ryan. She's also, you might say, grandeur-phobic. I am horrified by grandeur. I mean, I go look in the Grand Canyon and I want to, I don't know, scrape myself with sharp rocks or something. It's just kind of much too much. This aversion to grandeur comes out in a poem called... Blandeur. And what is blandeur exactly? Blandeur is the inversion of grandeur. It's uh, the opposite of grandeur. Oh, okay. So this is a poem begging for less... Here's Kay Ryan reading Blandure. If it please God, let less happen. Even out Earth's rondure, flatten Iger, blanden the Grand Canyon. Make valleys slightly higher, 
widen fissures to arable land. Remand your terrible glaciers and silence their calving, having or doubling all geographical features toward the mean. Unlean against our hearts, withdraw your grandeur from these parts. I'm guessing, I didn't go to the dictionary when I wrote this poem, but I'm guessing that blandure and blandon are not words that I would find there. Am I right? Blandure and its verb form blandon are not words that you would find in the dictionary, but I'm hoping that eventually they (laughs) will show up there in a Borgesian trick, you know, whereby they occur in my poem and then eventually people think that they actually exist. As a matter of fact... Shakespeare did that. Yeah, I mean, half the, uh, half the language practically. Is. That's <laughs> well. I'm just I'm just shooting for one word. You know, I have modest goals. <laughs> and there's one line in there. I'm wondering if you wrote this before global warming became super well known, because you say remand your terrible glaciers. And they're already getting remanded. They Maybe are, I'm too I, powerful. I think you shouldn't have said that. I know. You know, I I've thought about that. Uh, it, it's terrible that. Poetry is caught in time. The glaciers are, are withdrawing in a way that when I wrote this, oh, what, 10 years ago, mm. I, uh, I didn't know about. Yeah, they probably weren't pulling back quite so quickly at, at that point now. Yeah. It's going to ruin my poem. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, there has to be a footnote at least. Yeah, yeah. That this was written before uh, you, yeah. you could... I, I, I have to put an asterisk and say, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this program was written and edited by posey gruner to find out more about k ryan visit our website poetryfoundation.org you'll find many more of her poems and a few of her articles you'll also find an archive of thousands of poems and other poetry podcasts do let us know what you thought of this program and Kate Ryan's poetry. Email us at podcast at poetryfoundation.org. The music used in this program comes from the Claudia Quintet. For Poetry Off the Shelf, I'm Curtis Fox. Thanks for listening.